KYW Original Podcasts. This is KYW In-Depth. My name is Matt Leon. Time to talk about the economy as the COVID-19 pandemic rolls on. A lot to look at. Unemployment numbers, still no second stimulus package. Apple reaches a milestone. Also want to check in, see how things are going at the Jersey Shore. We are going to talk about all this as we check in with David Fiorenza, Associate Professor of Practice, Villanova School of Business. Good conversation as always. Give a listen. Let's start by looking at the unemployment numbers. Uh, Not good. First-time claims go over a million again, 1.1 million. It's the first time that we had an increase in unemployment claims since about March 28th. From that point onward, it was decreasing, but now we're back over a million, and I think this is cause for concern. And I also saw that a rising number of people who have lost their jobs say they consider their loss to be permanent, that it's not a furlough, that they think they're not going back, and that's just more bad news on top, no? It is more bad news. So people have to figure out, are they going to go for more training somewhere? Are they going to go back to maybe get some schooling in some form or fashion, whether it's a community college or whether it's a trade or whether they're going to look into different careers, whether that's going to be real estate, whether that's going to be part-time sales, all kinds of jobs will open up, but it may not be in the profession that they've already had for so many years. Still no real movement on a second stimulus package from Congress. Uh, It seems to me the longer this takes, not just the more pain the average person's going to have to deal economically, but I would think it's going to end up being more expensive because there are more problems to fix. Am I being crazy here? No, not at all. It's almost like being on a roller coaster. We were starting to go on the upswing, and now we have to go back down again. It's not going to be a V-shaped curve. It's going to be more of a W-shaped curve. Like I said, it's a roller coaster. I may not know all the politics of it, but I do know the economics of it, and I think consistency is really good for the American people. And where that means consistency in receiving an unemployment claim check or the, the CARES Act money or the case of trying to bring people back to work, people want consistency. One of the things that's been standing out to me is we talk about all this gloomy economic news, these unemployment numbers, but for the most part, the stock market is doing really well. How much does this kind of show the divide in this economy, that there are some people doing extraordinarily well, but there are a lot of other people struggling? There are, and we could take a look at the Dow Jones. It's 30 stocks. You take a look at that, and most of those stocks are things like Apple, Johnson & Johnson, Procter & Gamble. They're companies that are doing very well. Tech, consumer goods, uh, also things that we buy every day or every week from Q-tips to Kleenexes. So those companies are doing very well, and other companies as well, are, are pharmaceuticals, are doing well. But you look at the other stocks, there's a whole host of stocks at the NASDAQ um, and other S&P that maybe are not doing as well, even though we're back to where we were in January on a macro level. But if you took a, take a look at individual stocks, a lot of them are still struggling. And you mentioned Apple. Apple is America's first $2 trillion company. Uh, that's a number I really can't even get my head around, that one company has that type of worth. Right. And and most of it is, is in the tech area. Most of it, it has to do with Apple iTunes and music and all the products that Apple has. It's not 
all from the retail stores either. A lot of it is the other things that Apple is involved in. Now, there are some positives that could come out of it. It's if you have retirement money uh, from a mutual fund company, there's probably a little bit of Apple stock in there. Or, or if you don't even own stock in Apple, maybe some of your other investments that you have at mutual funds that are non-retirement may have some Apple stock in there. But it's only going to be at the most 5%. So you're going to have a little bit of a gain there, but you're not going to be gaining as if you were to own the stock itself. So we talk about how well the stock market's doing. We talk about how disappointing and depressing the unemployment numbers are. We get a lot of other indicators that are kind of all over the map. When you put it all together, as an economist, how would you rate the American economy right now? Is it really in trouble? Is it struggling? Is it doing better than should be expected given the the situation how would you look at our overall economic picture right that's a great question i always hope for the best and expect the worst uh, i would say we're at a mid-level b right now at this point sure people have told me that places like walmart and target and costco their stock is doing well their sales are up but i say that's not hometown america in other words, the small mom and pop shops, the antique stores, the little diners, the restaurants, and all the other consignment shops and the places that we love to shop in throughout the summer and the winter months where they have all kinds of events. To me, that makes up a large portion of our economy is the small businesses, employees 50 and less. And that's where we are still hurting a lot in that area throughout the United States. There's been a lot of news surrounding the post office, and most of it has talked about the importance of the election and the political side. But I wanted to talk about it from an economic standpoint. A lot of commerce, a lot of business gets done through the U.S. Postal Service. And given the unevenness of our economy, if there are slowdowns here, this could be an economic hit, no? It could be. Um, and the post office has always had issues and problems because it's a quasi-government agency, which means they don't have to make a profit. They're not Federal Express. They're not UPS. And they, the, the post office also has to be in almost every little town throughout the United States. You wouldn't do that business model if you were a for-profit industry, such as Federal Express. So with that being said, the post office continues to struggle because of things such as technology, the Internet. I asked my class the other day, I said, how many people sent a birthday card within the last year? I got no response. I was the only person who raised my hand saying that I used a first-class stamp to do that compared to the Internet. Uh, it's, it's really cut down on the use of the post office. They struggle, uh, but by law, they have to deliver to us first-class mail. So this struggle, I think, will go on beyond the election. Wanted to talk about the shore. We've kind of periodically checked in and talked about it. I was down the shore a couple weeks ago. Anecdotally, it seemed like there was a lot of life. There were a lot of people out. Um, it seemed like a lot of people were spending money from the the insiders you talk to, the the people that live and work and have uh, you know positions down there. What are you hearing about the Jersey Shore and how it's handled this uh, once in a lifetime type of summer? Well, it, it's a good time to bring this up because the weather is very good today. It's very pleasant outside. But with that being said, the people I'm checking in with on the small towns and cities along the coastline there, it's what they expected. They expected to be at 50%. Sometimes it'll spike up to 75% on the boardwalk, uh, in the restaurants. 
um, and some of the arcades and all those kinds of things. So they are pleased knowing going into this summer that it wasn't going to be 100%. Now, with that being said, can these businesses survive next year? going at 50%. Can they survive two years into the future? So I think the Jersey Shore is, is hoping this is a one-time, once and done, one year, and hopefully next year they want to get back to 100%. Colleges have begun for the fall in many places. I know you've had a handful of classes. Uh, I've read some things about steep drops in enrollment, which makes a lot of sense. Maybe people taking a year off or going somewhere close to as a, as a freshman until things uh, settle down. But how concerned should higher ed be, you know, a significant drop in enrollment? Because a lot of places were struggling even before the pandemic, no? That's right. They were. Uh, like most industries uh, that are that are in the United States, I always say the strong survive and the weak will not survive. Um, I don't know if we'll see some mergers of smaller universities in the tri-state area. I don't know if if you'll see all other kinds of things being being put on the table, such as a uh, tuition freeze, or will there be other programs and other majors that may be dropped from uh, from lower enrollment? So the, I think lots of universities, board of trustees are, are taking a look at everything at the at their universities and they're taking a, a really strong strong serious look into the future for even next year because next year may not be what we would call a normal year that's it for this episode of kyw in depth you can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows i'm matt leon and we'll have another episode out soon